Praise the Lord. <laughs> Pass the pudding. <laughs> um, well, praise God. Today is my birthday, 911. <laughs> yes. Too old. <laughs> better place. I was so excited that my birthday was actually on Sunday and we could come to church together. Oh, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I said to Chris, we worked yesterday at the shop and uh, to cover Elida and Annie, the girls, they had the weekend off. And at the end of the day, I was so exhausted. I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, Chris, like, what am I gonna do? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to go on a diet? Do I have to start exercising? Like, what do I have to do? <laughs> How am I gonna keep my strength? Right? Amen. And um, so, I went down early in the morning this morning, and I was journaling, and and I was asking the Lord, like, what do I, I'm still thinking about it, like, how do I do this? And um, I remembered the scripture, so I wrote it down, because I was reading Kizzy's Book of Faith, <laughs> and I wanted to say faithful words, and if you want to say faith-filled words, you got to say the Word of God. You got to be filled with the word of God. So listen, get in your Bibles this week. Every week, every day, get in the word of God. That's the miracle. Guys, we've been given a miracle. We've been given a gift. We have the gifts available to us, spiritual gifts. But one of the gifts is the word. It says in the gospel that Jesus is the word. When we fill ourselves with the word, we'll start to speak words of faith instead of fear, failure. What other F words can I think of? <laughs> Fatigue. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I'm going to write this scripture down. And it's they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. No, wait, wait, Chris, wait. It's, it's not mount up on wings. It's mount up. There's a difference. With so we're going to get wings. Wings. What? When? When we wait on the Lord. Oh, okay, that's so religious. Let's go to church and wait on the Lord. 
No, every day, every morning, every noon, every night. Wait on God. Listen, guys. God is a miraculous, supernatural God. He can fill you with power to lay your hands on people and they will be healed in Jesus' name. Come on. Let's get off our religious Holy Spirit rockers and let's start walking in the Spirit of God. Right? This is real. This is not this is not coming to church on Sunday morning and hearing a message and singing a few songs. So song and church song and dance. This is life every day. We have to live it. We have to live it. Say live it. Come on. <laughs> so this scripture it's Isaiah. Say Isaiah. 40. 31. You could put it up there, Joe. Oh! Yeah. Isaiah 40, 31. And I have to confess that one of the reasons, <laughs> I mean, I know the scripture pretty good, but I, I would have said the same thing Chris said. They will mount up upon wings. <laughs> of it we're not just gonna so we're looking at like god is the eagle and we're riding on him no we're the eagle he's gonna give us the strength of eagles okay we are gonna soar with the eagles you are gonna soar with the eagles if you wait upon the lord Let's read it. But those who wait on Jehovah shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's a song. <laughs> you remember that song, don't you, Mama? Sure. Yes, Joe. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. They that wait, I don't know the rest. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> okay, let's read together. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There you go. Did you do that on purpose, Joe? <laughs> Amen. So that's our message for today. And this is what the Lord has for us this is what he said i'm like lord do you want communion this morning and he's like do this in remembrance of me <laughs> right do this in remembrance of me this is what he said to me about communion today and let me tell you communion koinonia connection 
How many of you have heard the word connection out in the world lately? Like, people need to be connected, right? Communion is connection. When we partake of communion together this morning, we have done three miracles, well, probably more, with so many more. But we have worshiped God in faith. We have said the name of Jesus. We read the word of God. And now we're going to partake in obedience with the Holy Communion, the body and the blood of Jesus. Do you know what he spoke to me? There, and I'm not sure, I'm not going to say he spoke this to me, but this is the thought I had. There was never a communion before that first communion with Jesus in the upper room with the disciples. And to me, it was like the Lord was saying, that's the miracle. That's the miracle. We've talked about it so many times, right, Ephraim, that following the Lord is a lot of the times like following a treasure map. And our ultimate treasure is someday we're going to be in glory with him in your own mansion with everything you love that's good and pure and holy. And you're going to have a mansion, it says. It says that in the word. He's, he's making it for us now. And, but... He has left us keys. He has left us the path to follow. And one is Holy Communion. Because as we partake in faith, just like he said to the disciples, and he said it to them, and he knew all their sins. He knew Peter was going to deny him just shortly after their conversation. When Peter said, I'll never deny you, I'll never deny you, I'll always defend you. And like moments later, he denied him three times, before the cock crew three times. Yeah, like God knows us. He created us, but he loves us. And he sees the, him, he sees himself in us. How do we receive that? How do we receive that? One is through partaking. So we're going to partake together this morning. And I want you to know, as you partake the body and the blood of Jesus, that a miracle is going to happen. You will be cleansed. You will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You will be healed by the body of Jesus. Does anybody need healing this morning in this group? Anybody need healing? Raise your hand. You need healing? Raise your hand. Come on. Don't be afraid. Jesus, yeah. He sees it. He knows. He loves you. He wants to heal you this morning. So let's, we're going to partake and we're going to believe for healing and for anyone we know who needs healing. The body was broken for our healing. And as we partake, we receive the miracle power of healing. Believe it. This is God's plan and his purpose for us. 
his holy connection, his loving connection that he provided. It's a miracle, guys. It is a miracle. It is a supernatural miracle. And if we believe by faith that Jesus is worthy, then we will receive our healing and we will receive our blessing from him, our, the power of God to come into our life and to get us through just like it did for the disciples. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So just take a minute and just close your eyes and just pray and ask the Lord to, to come and to speak to you, to move in your life, to pour himself into you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are under the covering of the cross. We are under the complete and finished work of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, honey. Okay, so let's take the body, the bread, and he gave them the bread. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Let's break it in our hands and partake. Thank you, Jesus. And as we receive your body, as we consume it, Lord, and we pray for your DNA to flow through our veins your healing power in the name of Jesus that our bodies would be healed completely healed in Jesus name and father we release every person from any spirit of sickness and disease they are lying spirits they are not of you and Lord, we do not accept illness or disease in Jesus' name. We pray for health and healing, and by your stripes, we are healed. The stripes that you took on your back before you went to the cross, healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Now we take the blood the blood of the new covenant, the blood of the marriage supper. As we partake, it's another commitment of our devotion to Jesus and again, his finished work on the cross, the shedding of his blood for the remission. He bought us with his blood. Let's partake together. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray, God, that the blood of Jesus would give us the gift of discernment, that we would see, we would see, Lord, what we need to give to you. We would see what keeps us apart from you. And we, we just believe 
for the wonderful working power of the blood over our lives, for every area, prosperity, health, Lord, every area of our life, spiritually, mentally, and physically. We thank you for the miracle of Holy Communion. Bless each person here today, and bless Pastor Chris as he comes and he shares your word, the truth. Let it pierce our hearts and penetrate into our spirit. And we love you and praise you. And everyone said, amen. time to take up an offering. Amen. Amen. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for the tithes and offerings that you're bringing into this place. I thank you, Lord God, that you are faithful to us, that you will never fail us or forsake us. Lord God, and I thank you, Lord God, that your hands are upon us. And Lord God, and that we are blessed because of you. And we just give you all the honor and glory for what you're doing in our lives and our finances and in this church and in our family, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your son, Jesus, who went to the cross for us. And we just give you all the praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. All right. Amen. We have a living hope in us. And a blessing from God that the world knows not. And before I get started on my message, <clears throat> I just want to give you a little bit of update, prophetic update, I would say, about what's going on in the world. <clears throat> I know everybody's here heard me say a thousand times that we're in the end times, at least. <clears throat> and there is things happening all around us that we need to be aware of and pay attention of. And one of the things, when I served in the military, that they taught us was that we needed to pay attention to what was going on in the world and around the world. And it's the same thing with us. We need to pay attention as Christians of what is going on in the world today and around the world. And we need to always be praying for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel, right? We need to have that. They should be on our prayer list every day. Praying for the peace of Jerusalem. I know that it's very hard, though, to be watching the news. we got to have discernment because I'm telling you that the spirit of the Antichrist is in the media. And it's taken over many of the news stations and broadcast. And they are out there deceiving many, if not millions, if not billions of people are being deceived. So we need to be praying and discerning what God is saying to us. It's not like it was even 20 years ago or 10 years ago. The news has changed dramatically. 
But we are living in the time where prophecy is being fulfilled left and right, right before us. And I really think that the passing of, the, of Queen Elizabeth last week, the Queen of England, and now we have a king, King Charles III, plays a huge role in these end times. I did a little research this morning on uh, King Charles's royal crest, and it was brought to my attention through one of the um, gentlemen that we watch every Thursday night. But on King Charles' royal crest, there is a red dragon on the bottom right-hand side, and on the left side, there are three feathers. On the middle upper right, there is a unicorn. That's for you, Stella. Unicorn. Because Stella loves unicorns. And on the left side, there is a lion with a crown, and on the top, there is a lion with a crown on the top of the royal crest for the king, for King Charles. And it's interesting, too, Stella, <laughs> that the king of England, his code name is Unicorn. That's his code name, Unicorn. I didn't know it. But what, else, what I also found was that King Charles III was born on 1948. 1948 is a very important date. First of all, it's the day that Israel became a nation. And the Bible prophesied about Israel becoming a nation in one day. And Israel fulfilled that prophecy in 1948. Also in 1948, because of that prophecy being fulfilled, it also, I believe, started the end times clock ticking. Amen? Things, ever since then, there has been a supernatural acceleration of prophecy being fulfilled in the Bible since the year 1948. And I just found it interesting that King Charles III was born in 1948. Now there's a lot of scripture about the red dragon in the Bible. In the book of Revelation, Revelation 12, it's where they saw the red dragon in the heavens, remember? And remember, not too long ago, we talked about it, I preached about it here, that there actually was a red dragon in the, in the skies, in the heavens that they saw. And it's when the planets were aligned, just like it said in the Bible. Exactly like it said in the Bible. Now it also says in Revelation chapter 13, and you should read it, that, that the dragon gives power over to the beast that comes out of the sea. Now, the Bible in Revelation talks about things, I believe, like, like pictures things of what those nations represent. <clears throat> so we got to look at that. Now, I'm not saying that King Charles is the red dragon, but uh, what I am saying to you is that we need to be paying attention to what's going on in the world. Because it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on just around us in our little circle and looking at that, what's going on there, instead of looking at the bigger picture of what's going on 
all over the globe, all over the world. Things are changing rapidly. Our lives are changing rapidly. And it's amazing. And, and if they're happening rapidly in the natural, then in the spiritual realm, they're happening even faster. So we need to be aware, and we need to be praying, and we need to be asking God for discernment. Amen? Because God wants us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Amen? And being prepared for anything, no matter what happens all around us, that it won't come near our tent. Amen? And you can read that in Psalms 91. And two weeks ago I read that Psalm 91 to you. That no harm shall befall you. No harm shall come near your tent. No plague, no pestilence, nothing. No matter what happens in the world or its economy, that God's got us covered. That we don't have to fear, as my wife shared earlier. Now the title of my sermon is, We have a living hope in us and a blessing from God that the world knows not. We are supernaturally blessed by God when we submit to God and to His authority and to His rule and His reign and we make God, we make Jesus Lord of our lives. We can't help to be blessed. We'll be blessed in our coming. We'll be blessed in our going. Whatever we do, we'll be blessed because God's hands will be upon us in everything that we do. Everything we do. My wife and I, we've talked about this a little bit this week because I believe in my spirit that when God blesses you, then everything you do is blessed. Right? It only makes sense. It's common sense. Everything you do will be blessed. And I mean everything. Your family, your children, your wife, your husband, your work, your health, your finances, your house, your land. Everything will be blessed. Why? Because God says he'll bless you. And you have God's favor upon you to do all things. All around you. I wrote down here, it's like the Midas touch. Everything you touch will be turned to gold. <laughs> the Midas touch. You know, and, and it's scriptural, too. And I want to share that with you in Job chapter 42, verses 12 through 17. It says this. And this is amazing, because you know everything that Job went through, all the hardships, everything that Job went through. Job was faithful to God. So there's a huge lesson in the book of Job that we should learn. One, never curse God, bless God and praise God, and be faithful to God, and God will be faithful to you. Now, Job was a righteous man in his time, Above all else, above anybody else in the whole world. But through everything that happened when, the, when God said, 
did you, did you see my son Job? And Satan says, oh, it's because he's hemmed in by you. He's blessed by you, basically. And he said, well, test him, basically. And he gave Satan rule over Job's, everything Job had, except that Satan could not take Job's life. But it says in the end of the book of Job, there's a supernatural blessing that happens. And it says, the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. See, he was already blessed by God. But the Lord blessed him. And I'm telling you, when the Lord blesses you, everything is blessed. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. Back then, that's a very wealthy man. That's God's economy. That's a beyond. That's beyond anything that was going on in the world at that time. That's above and beyond. Can you imagine taking care of all those animals? Girls, you come down and take care of the three cows, the four horses, and the five goats, and the eight chickens we have. Can you imagine all those? A thousand donkeys, all them oxen. 6,000 camels. It's amazing. Job was blessed. Everything Job did was blessed. And was blessed by God. It says here, he also had seven sons. And three daughters. And it says the first daughter he named Jemimiah. <laughs> the second, Keziah. And the third, Karin Hapuk. And it says, nowhere in, <laughs> I don't know, I'm sure I botched up the names except for Keziah. And it's only because we have a daughter named Keziah. Jemima. Karen. We'll keep it simple. Thank God for a helpmate. Amen. <clears throat> and it says, nowhere in all of the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father granted them an inheritance. Which is unusual at that time for the women to have an inheritance. Because the inheritance went to the males. Mainly to the firstborn male. Even if, there was a, even if there was a child, a daughter, a female born first. The, still the inheritance went to the firstborn male. But Job had so much because he was blessed by God so much that he was able to leave them an inheritance. I'm sure. And it's also because he probably loved them dearly. Their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years. See, that was after everything Job went through. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. That's amazing. That's like being a great, great, great grandfather. Right? Four, four of them. Four generations, Job saw. That is what I'm talking about by being blessed. 
Amen? When God blesses you, everything God, everything you do is blessed. It's not just, oh, I'm blessed in finances, but my health is terrible, or my family's a wreck. No, when you're blessed by God, everything is blessed. Everything will come into order and be blessed by God. Everything you do. Amen? And that's how God wants us to live and believe. See, we got to believe it first. We got to get it into our minds, into our thoughts, into our hearts. We got to believe it with all our hearts that God is for us and that He's not against us. We need to start confessing I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Everything I do is blessed. We need to rebuke the devil who puts those thoughts in our minds who puts those roadblocks up, who tries to destroy our families, who tries to steal our kids, who tries to kill us, kill our dreams and our thoughts, and destroy us. We need to rebuke them, and we need to do it out loud. And then we need to confess with our mouths out loud that we're blessed. Amen? Let's do it right now. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed beyond measure. Amen. Don't curse God. Trust God. Have faith to believe. Cast out doubt and fear. It's not from God. And stand on his word and on his promises. We need to stand on God's promises. Especially in the day and age that we're living in. That when when things don't seem to go that way, we to go the way we think they should go, or the way um, they you know that they should go, then we need to say, "No, devil, I rebuke you. I'm standing on God's promises. I'm blessed beyond measure. I'm a child of God. I'm not going to fall into temptation. I'm not going to fall into this um, pulling away. I'm not going to let it happen to my family. I'm going to start standing up and confessing." That God is for me and he's not against me. And that I'm blessed in my coming and I'm blessed in my going. We need to start living this way. And when you live this way, you will see a change not only in your mind, not only in your physical body, not only in your spirit. You'll see a change all around you. Everything will change. You need to speak life. Have you ever seen that... um, experiment they did with the apple where every morning they would get up and they would speak life to that apple and tell that apple oh you're beautiful you're lovely you you are delicious you are good and then they would speak to another same thing they would speak to another apple and they would say you are terrible you are filthy you are rotten you are no good and they and they literally when you're speaking life into that that apple actually Looked great for weeks. Well, the other apple just rotted and it rotted right there in front of your eyes. It was amazing how powerful our words are. We can speak either life or death. And it all starts within your heart. This is the hope we have. These are the promises of God that we live like children of God. Amen? That God is around us. 
You know, the word, the Bible says that he would shield us. Being shielded by God, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Being protected and shielded by God. 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. It says that praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade that's kept in heaven for you. Now that's a blessing, isn't it? Never perish, spoil, or fade. I mean, it's there. It's a blessing. It's going to be there. And into an inheritance... Oh. Right. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded. Shielded. We are shielded by God through faith, by God's power, until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in these last times. Think about that. We are shielded by God. By God's power, we are shielded. We are kept by God himself. Can you imagine the shield? Of, I tried to imagine what the shield of God looked like. I just can't imagine it. You know, you know he's got armor. It's in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. But can you imagine the shield of God around you? The power of God shielding you? In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. But these trials have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise. Glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's powerful. That's the stuff that we need to get in our hearts and believe it. And not doubt it, but believe it. And I believe this is what's going to happen in these end days. Is that our faith in God, when everything else is all falling apart, when the world is in chaos, when the economy collapses and they start this whole new world order that's all being prophesied in the word, and they start wanting to give you out all these other, and this is happening right now. I mean, they're already, they've been talking about a new global reset. They're already putting it into practice in Canada. I mean, these things are happening all around us that we need to be aware of. But we don't need to be afraid of. We need to be aware of, but not afraid of. Amen? 
Because God has got us covered. His shield is around us. And when we believe this, our faith in God, well, like I said, when everything else is falling apart, people are going to say to us, how is it possible that you are thriving? How is it possible that you can do all these things? Why are you prospering? And our confession will be, because I'm blessed by God. I'm a child of God. I am blessed. He is the one that's got me covered and got me shielded. Amen? Why are you starting a business? Don't you see that the economy's in turmoil? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen to the dollar. Well, I'm not living by the world's economy. Amen? I'm living under God's economy. I'm living under the promises of God. I'm living under the blessing of God. And it's because I'm blessed by God. His hands are upon me. <laughs> it just made me think. His hands are upon me to preach the good news. And His hands are upon you. That's what we should be doing. Preaching the good news to nations. Making disciples out of nations. That means going into all the world. Amen. Preaching the gospel. Which the gospel is the same as it always been. Repent for the kingdom of God draws near. John the Baptist shouted it from the rooftops. We need to be shouting it from the rooftops ourselves. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. It's nearer now now than, when it's, than ever before. Ephraim's going to preach the gospel in space. Amen. Amen. His hands are upon me. And I'm not living by fear, but by faith in him. Amen. You are highly favored and blessed. And who can limit God? The only thing that limits God is our own carnal minds. Our own carnal minds. We put limitations on God because we can't understand God. Because we don't know God. God is a limitless God. Think about it. He put the whole universe into motion. And I heard him say the other day that the Big Bang Theory was just disproved by the space shuttle Hubble. Or the, what was it? The Webb Telescope. But they, just, they decided that, well, the Big Bang Theory can't possibly have happened now because of what the new telescope, the Webb Telescope, discovered. And they're not releasing it to everybody because it just destroys all these theories that these scientists think. See, a theory is just a theory. I can come up with a theory and I can speak with it with authority and I can make people believe in a theory, but a theory is not a fact. It's a theory. It's what people believe. And that's what they've done to many and many millions of people. They got people believing in a theory instead of on the truth and instead of the Word of God. And if they would just open up the Word of God and read it, they would know what's going on around the world. But they want to disprove God 
Because I'm telling you, it's the spirit of the Antichrist that's out there alive and well. And he's deceiving many. He's deceiving our children. He's deceiving our, 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 our families. He's deceiving wives and husbands. And that's what he does. That's who he is. He's a deceiver. What do you think a deceiver's going to do? Deceive. <laughs> a liar's going to lie. Period. Third John chapter 2, verses 1. It says, This is God's word. These are words that we need to stand upon and believe in all our hearts and not doubt it. I pray that you may enjoy good health and that you and it will go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So there you go. God wants you to be in good health. He wants everything to go well with you. He wants your soul to go well. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Don't be afraid. When you feel fearful, think of that scripture, Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. I think of, I think of uh, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, but be strong and courageous. For I am with you. I'll be with you wherever you go. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And I'll close with this. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Now, he says in other scriptures, in other interpretations, it says, And God is able to make all blessings abound to you. Grace is a blessing. Abound to you. So that in all things, that means everything. All is all. All encompasses everything. In all things, at all times, you will have all that you need. And you will abound in every good work. Amen? Now, does God want you to be blessed? He wants you to be blessed. Above it all, beloved, I want you to prosper and be in good health. I want you to be blessed. And I really believe that's what's going to happen in these end times. <coughs> is that God's people are going to be so blessed, above, above and beyond measure, that the world is going to look at us and say, how is it even possible? How is it even possible? That you can prosper and be in good. How come you're not getting sick when the world is getting sick? How is it possible? Because I'm blessed by God. I'm covered by God. I believe his word. It's in my heart. He's never going to fail me. He's never going to forsake me. He'll never leave me. He'll be with me always right to the very end. That's what he told his disciples. Right there before he ascended into heaven. He's like, don't be afraid. How encouraging is that to see your God, the Father, tell you to your face. When you're standing on a mountain and there's angels around him and he's telling you, listen, 
I will be with you always right to the very end. You know, there's a few things about prophecy that's amazing. Number one, there's five basic Bible prophecy things that are amazing. Number one is that the Bible is a book of prophecy. It's the inspired word of God. You know what inspired means? It means to breathe upon. An example of that in the Bible are all the prophets. God breathed upon all the prophets. And they were inspired to speak out. It's almost like they could not contain what was inside them. They had to get it out. You know, it's like when John was eating the scrolls and he had it like, it turned, it was sweet as honey, but boy, it turned in his stomach. But then he had to pour it out through the book of Revelation. And there's more to come from that. But pro the Bible is a book of prophecy. It's the inspired word of God to be, to be breathed upon. And prophecy is when God pre-writes. Now listen, pre-writes, like writing. Pre means before. Pre-writes things out that are going to happen in the future. The Bible, not only is it a book of prophecy, it's written down prophecy. It's been pre-written for us. The nation of Israel was pre-written. One of the prophecies fulfilled that I just spoke of earlier. Another, another thing. A king or a coming Messiah. Priesthood under the order of Melchizedek. Jesus fulfilled. Do you know that Jesus fulfilled 39 prophecies in the book of Bible on the day he was born? On his coming. He fulfilled 39 prophecies. When Jesus was born. An end time prophecy. Given signs. Of the coming Christ. And you know what's amazing. is When Christ said that he's coming back. He's coming back. You can almost guarantee it. It's a guaranteed. It's going to happen. He's coming back because he's fulfilled all these other prophecies. It's a given that he's going to keep his word. His word he will keep to the letter. Not one letter of this word will fall. This word will go on when we're not. When we're gone and taken out of here, the word is still going to go on. Christ will fulfill the reign. His reign as the king. His coming as the king, the lion, the tribe of Judah. We can have confidence in that. We can take confidence in that. Knowing that what Christ said he's going to do. Amen? What Christ said he is going to do. And that's a massive blessing that the world doesn't understand or refuses to. Amen. So, I'll read that last one again to you. 
we'll close with prayer. God is able to make all grace, all blessing abound to you, so that in all things, all times, having all, boy, isn't it interesting that word all is in there a lot. Amen. Having all that you need, you will abound. You will abound in every good work. Every good work. So, Father, I just praise you and thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that everything I said, Lord Jesus, I pray that whatever is from you would stick into our hearts. Whatever is not of you, Lord God, would fall away. And I pray, Father, for your anointing upon your word for each person here, that you would speak it to them in a way they understand, in a way that people might understand that hear this message that is going out. Lord God, today, I pray that you would bless them abundantly, that they would believe in their heart that they are blessed, that nothing that the enemy can throw at us can penetrate the shield of God that's around us and the hands of God that are upon us. And I believe this in Jesus' name. Give us the strength, Lord God, to face this coming week. Give us the faith that we need. Lord God, increase our faith to great faith. Lord God, and I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And again, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Julie. Happy birthday to you.